with us if you will, teenagers and those uh, lovers that are involved in that. You can go next door and um, they'll have a time of fellowship and worship and all that. And uh, <clears throat> you have your Bible tonight. Look at First Kings, First Kings chapter number twenty tonight. First Kings chapter number twenty, and uh, we'll read with you a few verses. We're going old-fashioned tonight. Uh, so you know, if you don't have a Bible, uh, someone beside you uh, may. If you see somebody that needs a Bible, you can certainly uh, share that with them. And you'll just, if not, you can just trust me. I'm reading all the right Bible. All right. Uh, First Kings uh, chapter number 20. Brother, uh, number two, I think it is. One or two, one or number two. Uh, we good there? Coming through all right? All right, First uh, Kings chapter twenty and verse number twenty-one. First Kings uh, chapter number twenty, and let's begin reading at verse number twenty-one, and we'll read a few verses down through there and see what the Lord has tonight. First Kings chapter number twenty. That's plenty. Thank you. Um, chapter twenty and verse number twenty-one. And the Bible said, "And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and chariots." And slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go, strengthen thyself, and mark, and see what thou doest. Uh, for at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore they were stronger than we, but let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. Do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in their rooms, and number thee an army like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse, and chariot for chariot. We shall fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And he hearkened unto their voice and did so. It came to pass, at the return of the year, that Benadad numbered the Syrians and went up uh, to Aphek to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them uh, like two flocks of kids. Uh, but the Syrians filled the country. And there came a man of God, hallelujah, and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord. Because the Syrians have said the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not uh, God of the valleys, therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us, that God would speak to us for a little while, God would make preaching easy for us, give us what we have need of here tonight. Lord God, may we hear uh, from heaven. May God, you speak to every heart and every life. I pray, God, we leave this place differently than we came. Lord, we'll thank you and we'll bless you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. How many of you like to go to Carowinds? Or, or should I say this? How many of you used to like to go to Carowinds? I, uh, I took our, we took our kids uh, every so often. They'll have like a discount day and stuff like that. Uh, last year, we, we went on some sort of discount day or whatever, and uh, 
we took them to Carolyn's, and usually we hang out over in the kitty park. I don't know what they call it now. It uh, used to be uh, Snoopy Land, or now it's maybe it's now Snoopy Land. It used to be Hanna-Barbera, whatever. And uh, they like to ride these balloons. They're not real balloons, but they look like balloons, and they lift you up, and they spin you around. Well, that sounds simple enough, don't it? Well, I found uh, in my older years that I don't take to riding like I used to like to ride. And uh, I got on that balloon in the kitty lane. All right, y'all following me? Kitty lane, balloons, kids can ride it. They don't have to have seat belts. They're going to buckle in, nothing like that. And I got on that thing, and me and my wife and all of our kids, all of us are in this little balloon basket thing they got going there. And that thing lifts, lifts us up, everything's good, everything's fine, then it starts to take us around. Well, Brother Ronnie, I, I, I've done that I don't know how many times in my life. I remember as a child riding an open bucket over there, they used to have one, it'd spin you around all like that, never got sick, anything like that. But I was on those balloons with my kids. And I found that now I seem like I'm allergic to riding. Because I, I mean, it was everything I could do to get off of those balloons uh, before I, I really make a mess of things. But I, I do enjoy, still every once in a while, enjoy riding a roller coaster. And uh, they've got all kinds of roller coasters over there. Uh, they go up and down, me and Clay will ride them. Uh, sometimes they go upside down, he loves to ride the upside down roller coasters. And the thing that about a roller coaster is that you get to the top of the hill by tip, typically by going down a hill before you get there. Of course, that's, there's that first one. You all know the first hill, don't you? They get you on that chain and and you just know at any moment you're going to plunge to your impending death uh, as you get over the hill there. But as you go down that first hill, uh, you'll go down into the bottom of the hill and what propels you uh, to the top of the next hill is the momentum you get by going down that hill. We find here in 1 Kings chapter 20 uh, that there's somewhat of a situation going on. Uh, Syria has been defeated by Israel and they've been defeated on the hills. They've been defeated on the mountains and they stand up there, I believe it's in verse, uh, uh, verse number 20 or 21 there, uh, they said that our verse 23 said their gods are gods of the hills said if we could just get them down fight on an even playing field if everything's uh, all right then we'll be we'll be just fine if we can just fight just like we, we should but God their God can only deliver them on the mountaintops of life Aren't you glad you serve a God that's the God of the mountaintop, but he's also God in the valley? Amen. I'm glad to say that my God is able to deliver us on mountaintop experiences. But I suppose, Raymond, if I learned anything in living for God, is God is just as good or maybe better when I'm down in the valley. I'm glad that God is not only the God of the hills, he's the God of the valleys as well. I want to preach just a little while this evening on this idea. I believe every one of us can have victory in our valleys. How can I do that, preacher? By trusting God during 
these seasons, during these times in our life. Uh, look with me in verse number 27. Verse 27 said, And the children of Israel were numbered, and were all present, and went against them, and the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids, or two little flocks of sheep, uh, two little flocks of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. I want to say this, that you can have victory even in your valley, and especially in your valley, in the season, and when you feel like that the enemy is bigger than you. Uh, the Bible said that Israel here is amassed against the uh, Syrian army, and the Syrian army greatly outnumbers them. They fill the country, and here's Israel, just a couple little flocks, just a couple little herds, just a couple little groups of people getting ready to fight a great big army. But aren't you glad uh, uh, that when, uh, just as long as God's on your side, uh, uh, that you still got uh, all the odds and all the favors on your side? Uh, I'm glad uh, uh, when I feel like I'm all alone uh, and I feel like nobody's going with me and I feel like uh, uh, that there's nobody that's uh, in my corner that's got my back, uh, I'm glad that Jesus uh, is still a God in the valley times. And I'm glad that he's still able uh, to deliver us uh, in the times of that. You can have victory when you feel like the enemy is bigger than you. I'm reminded of the story of Gideon. Gideon is there and I believe it's Judges chapter number 6. And uh, the angel goes and finds Gideon and he's threshing the wheat, uh, hiding from the, uh, the Midianites. And he's uh, in, in going through that. And uh, he said, uh, the angel comes up to him and said, Gideon, not mighty man of valor. Now he's hiding, doing what he's doing, but the angel's calling him a mighty man of valor. Aren't you glad God sees more in us than we see in ourselves? Amen. Amen. And uh, the angel comes to him and says, Gideon, not mighty man of valor, and begins to tell him, I'm going to deliver. Uh, the children of Israel through you. And he goes through this back and forth, up and down. If you've ever heard the uh, phrase, anybody's ever talked about putting out the fleece? Uh, that's where this story in Judges chapter number 6, that's where it comes from. First he says, God, I will I'm going to pray, and if you're going to answer, if you're going to do this, then I want, I want for there to be dew all around, uh, but not on this little um, uh, sheep uh, coat that I have that I've been praying on. I want dew to be all around it, but not on, the, uh, not on that. And then God does that, and then he says, all right, God, I'm not convinced. He said, now, God, if you're really going to answer me, and I want the, the dew to be on that, but I don't want it to be on the ground. And God says, all right, if that's what you want, he does that. And then, finally, Gideon starts to get him an army. And then he's getting a pretty good size, pretty good number uh, of people. And uh, the Bible said, Gideon, you got too many. You beat too many. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting ready to go fight uh, against the enemy. I'm going to take everybody that I can. I'm talking about if Green-Eyed Granny I can swing a bat. If Green-Eyed Granny's got a pistol, she's going with me. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to take everybody that I can. But God said, Gideon, uh, you got too much. You got too many. You can't go with this. So he goes down and continues to look. And God, God starts to spare, uh, pare things down. And finally tells him, 
well, I mean, go down to the creek and those that laugh like a dog and those that, uh, that drink otherwise, and that's how we're going to separate them. And finally, Gideon ends up with 300 people. And he said, all right, Gideon, you can go fight now. He's fighting against thousands. And he said, I got you 300, let's go fight. And he said, oh, by the way, Gideon, said, uh, you're not going to take any swords. <laughs> now, Lord, I know that you're the sovereign God of the universe, and I know you're able to do all things. Uh, but God, do you know, I, I don't know that you're uh, involved in warfare. I, do you know what you're asking me to do? Oh, yeah, don't take any swords. They took little lamps, and little pot and potsherds, and they took a trumpet. And they go into the enemy's camp, and when it was the right time, God told them, blow the trumpet and break those lamps. And sure enough, just like God said, and just after listening to the word of God, then God delivered them. Can I tell you that God can deliver you? It might be through instruction that does not seem like it makes any sense. It might, you look at the situation and you're certainly thinking, the enemy's a whole lot bigger than me. It's a lot more than I can handle. Just imagine as the children of Israel come up uh, to Jericho, that great walled city, and then uh, Moses, uh, as they go up there, and, and they go, go into that uh, land, Joshua rather, and they go to that land, and uh, God tells them, all right, I want you to march around this city. What do you mean march around? Don't, you, don't we need rams? Don't we need battering rams? Don't we need bombs? Don't we need something uh, to take down the walls? God said, just go ahead and march. And they marched around one day, one time, second day, second time. And they marched around every day until the last day, seven times. Then God said, I want you to shout. I want you to blow the trumpet. I don't want nobody having a catapult. I don't want no slingshots. I don't want no guns involved. Just shout and uh, shout a victory. And sure enough, God came through. Can I tell you this? God is still able to deliver you. When you look around and the enemy seems a whole lot bigger than you. And it seems like the battle is a whole lot bigger than you. Can I tell you this? God's still the God of the mountains, but he's the God in the valley as well. You can have victory in your valley, even when it seems the enemy is bigger than you. Ask you this, what is it that you're up against tonight? What is it that Satan's got your eyes on this evening? It seems like it's so big. You can't get around it. Certainly can't get over it. You don't know what you're going to do. It could very well be that God is getting ready to deliver you because of verse number 28. Verse 28 said, The Lord, I thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is the God of the hills, but he's not the God of the valleys. Therefore, will I deliver all this great multitude? God is just wanting to show that he's God in your life. God is wanting to show that he's still well able to take care of your situation. Look at verse number 23 tonight. Verse 23 said, The servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore they were stronger than we. 
But let us fight against them in vain. Surely we shall be stronger than they. Verse 27 said, the Syrians filled the country. You can have victory in your valley, in the season, in the time when you feel like the enemy is bigger than you. Number two, you can have victory in your valley when you feel like the environment is bruising you. When God seems like has you hemmed up and put in a place uh, that doesn't seem like it's very commodious. It doesn't seem like it's that. Jason, do you like that word right there, commodious? I straight out of Acts chapter number 27. Amen. My brother always makes fun of me. He says I make up words, big words. That he said I have, he thinks I got a sticky note on my, on my mirror where I learn words and just throw them out here and there. And uh, they just come, praise God, the Holy Ghost give them to me. Amen. Well, uh, but uh, there's times in your life uh, when it seems like God has got you in a place uh, uh, that, that it, it is, things are not going to your favor. Uh, things uh, are, are not set up for you to win. Things are not set up for you to have any kind of advantage. Uh, and you look around and say, this environment that I'm in, uh, I find to be bruising in my life. Uh, it's bringing hurt. Uh, it's bringing discouragement on me. Uh, but can I tell you this? Uh, God's not just the God of the hills. Uh, he's the God down in the valley as well. And God sometimes puts us down in the valley just so he can remind us, hey boy, I was good back there. I was good on the mountaintop. But I want you to know, I'm still good and I'm still God down here in this valley. The uh, children of Israel were leaving Egypt. God began to work and the place started happening and uh, the Bible said that God had hardened Pharaoh's heart so that no matter really what they said uh, God was working it to where Pharaoh was not going to let him go and things were getting worse around their house now we talked about this not just not too long ago the final plague was the plague of the loss of the firstborn. The firstborn uh, of every family, the firstborn of all cattle, the firstborn of beasts would all die except that they were underneath and covered by the blood. And so the children of Israel were in a place and they had to believe God They've watched God do miraculous things up to now. And finally, they're there, and the blood has been sprinkled, the blood has been applied, the blood has been covered, and they, and they sit at night and wait as death passes through. And no doubt, I can imagine in my mind, as family after family in Egypt begins to shriek in horror, and shrink in discouragement and depression and distress as they walk in and find the firstborn has ta has been taken and they, their firstborn is their dead and God passes through and Pharaoh finally says all right get out you gotta go you can't stay anymore and they start heading down to the Red Sea and so they go about three days I think the Bible says and 
Pharaoh's heart, once again, is hardened by the Lord. Now, watch this. God allowed Pharaoh enough time to, to get his heart to where he would let him go. And then God turned around and hardened his heart again. Brother Ronnie, sometimes it's hard to understand the ways of God. But look what God does. Whenever uh, he decides he's going to get them, he gets on chariots and horses. And they're chasing the children of Israel. They got old people. They got little babies. They got all this whole big old multitude going to the promised land. They're traveling as fast as they can. But they can't travel as fast as a horse or uh, horses and chariots. And they catch up with them. And God puts a, a, a clap, a pillar of cloud in between them to where the, the children of Israel protected uh, from the children, uh, from the ar armies of Pharaoh in Egypt. And they're there this, uh, at the Red Sea crossing. And once again, they had to believe God. And he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And all night long, the wind began to blow. And the Bible said they walked over on dry ground. Yep. Whenever they, did, they started coming out, the armies of Pharaoh got a glimpse of them. And they started going in, Brother Robert. And the very thing that God used to deliver the children of Israel is the same thing that God used to destroy the armies of Pharaoh. I'm telling you that sometimes God will put you in a place. Sometimes God will put you in an area and you say, God, I don't, I don't like this. I don't see any way out. God, there's no way that I can function. There's no way I can operate the way I need to operate. And God said, boy, that's why I got you here. You don't need to operate. You don't need to function. You don't need to do it. I'm going to do it. And God takes the situation. God takes the situation you're in and destroys the enemy that's trying to get you. Aren't you glad that our God is not just the God on top of the mountain? He's the God down in the valley as well. He's the God that heals. And he's the God of the valley. Let me ask you this. Where is it that God's put you at tonight? Where do you find yourself? This evening, some of you working in a situation can't hardly stand your boss. Your pay is not good, but you can't you can't quit. You got bills to pay. You don't know what you're going to do. It could be that God's hemmed you up, got you in a little spot to where you can't do a whole lot yourself, and God's getting ready to say, "Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord." What is it that's bruising you? Tonight. Here's my last one. I'll be done. Hey, Amen. Aren't you glad to hear that? <laughs> Look at verse 28. Verse number 28 said, And there came a man of God. Hallelujah for that man of God every once in a while in our lives. I'm thankful for the men that God has put into my life. The men that God has sought. This is not my message. But I thank God every once in a while, God will just send a man by and just be an encouragement, be a help to me, take and tell me what thus saith the Lord. Don't give me Reader's Digest. Don't give me the popular opinion of the day. Tell me uh, what that book says. Tell me what the God of this book said. I, I thank God for a man of God that will just stand and preach what thus saith the Lord. 
There came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel. And said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have sinned, the Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all of this great multitude into thine hand. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 28 teaches us that we can have victory in the valleys, even when the enemy is bigger than us, or when it seems the enemy is bigger than us. When it seems the environment is a place that's bruising us, and verse number 28 teaches us that we can have victory in the valley when it seems and when we don't have the energy that it's going to take. We find out there's an energy that is beyond us, an energy that is beyond us. Aren't you glad that we've got somebody in this battle, we've got somebody in this war uh, that's greater than anybody on the, uh, on the battlefield? Uh, I'm glad that God is the God of the hills, he's the God of the valleys, uh, and he's a God uh, that can get behind me, amen. I should say it probably like this, Brother Hart. He's a God that goes before me. Hallelujah. I'm glad there's a God that's working it out for you and for me. They, there's a saying going around, and I guess it's probably the way pop culture is and teen talk and teen slang and all that stuff. It just goes and goes like that. Uh, but there was a saying. Uh, that, that that was popular with young people, and they, they, it, it went like this: I just can't even. I don't know what they couldn't even, but I just can't even. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like, preacher, I just I just can't even. I can't take another step. I can't go another mile. I can't do it one more time. I can't go through the routine one more time. If I have to go back to the doctor one more time, preacher, I just can't. You ever get there? You ever feel like you're there sometimes? Sometimes it's just everything you can do just to get yourself out of the bed. Everything you can do just to take one more step. Everything you can do to go to the clock in one more time, Brother Brian. Everything you can do and go through it one more time. Everything you can do to try one more time. Everything you can do to try to believe one more time. Sometimes you feel like you just can't even. Oh, Samson came to a place he was fighting the Philistines. And he was, Samson was a pretty bad dude. He, uh, the Bible said he took a jawbone of a donkey and he killed a thousand Philistines. And he pretty much cleared the field that day with the jawbone of the donkey. And after he killed everybody, he threw the jawbone down and he sat down and said, God, I'm going to die of thirst. I've done killed all these Philistines. The Philistines didn't kill me, but I'm going to die of thirst. And the Bible said that God showed him over there where he had claimed out a hollow place in that donkey's, uh, in that donkey jawbone. And he went over there and found there was water in that jawbone. And the Bible said he drank from the jawbone and he Revived. Now, what that teaches me is this. You are going to get tired in the battle. You're going to get tired of sleeping. You're going to get tired of fighting. You're going to get to the place where you say, I just 
KD, but would you take a minute and look over at what's got you so tired, as God, what got you so worn out, at what has got you, I, it, it, it was the very tool preacher I, that Samson was using I, to kill the enemy that God used to turn around and pour into his life. Hey, Brother Robert, I'm glad, praise be to God, that God will help us every once in a while. And sometimes as a preacher, I, I look at some pastor, some, some of my church members, none of y'all, some of my church members, and I think I'm weary, I'm tired. I just can't even with you anymore. I don't want to go through it anymore. I don't want to deal with it anymore. But I got to hear one more time about he said and she said and this was bad and that was bad. I just don't know if I can handle it anymore. And hallelujah. Then God, Brother Raymond, God, I will show me where he's working over there. And I'm going to pick up the jawbone. I'll go over to that one. And the one that's wearing me out, the one that's making me say, I'm about to throw it, throw it in. I'm about to give up. And I'm about to quit. God will pour into me. And he revived. Tonight, I'm going to ask you this. How many of us have come to the place where we just don't have the strength to do it anymore? We just can't anymore. You're in a good place. Because there, you'll find there's an energy that's beyond you. There's more that God can do. What did the Bible say? Tell you help me understand. The Bible said this. Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Amen. And every once in a while, you know, I, I read that verse or I talked about it a little bit this morning. First Samuel chapter number 27, 28, 29, 30, where Ziglag was burning with fire and all the families were taken. During that time, the people wanted to stone David. They wanted to kill him. He brought us here. Now we've lost everything. The Bible says this that David encouraged himself. Lord. There's going to be some times that you're not going to get encouragement from your brothers and sisters. I mean, it's wonderful when they can. And I think most of us try. But sometimes there's nothing I can say to help you. There's nothing she can say to help you. But aren't you glad? There's times you can scooch up close to God. And God will help you. God will pour into you. God will change you. I want you to stay with me. She's playing tonight. How many of us tonight would do this? I want, to, I want us to come gather around the altar, come get on the front pews, whatever it takes, and say, Oh, God, would you give me some victory in the valley seasons of life? When I look around and I feel like the enemy is growing too big, it seems like he's got some big. And I can't see a way out. I don't see any way that you can. God, may you help me. May you remind me that when it seems the enemy's bigger than me, that you, God, you're not just the God on the mountain. God, you're the God down in the valleys as well. Oh, God, I need you in the valley. I need you in this trying time. 
I need you in this low season. I need you in this low point of my life. He's a God that is and will bring us victory when the enemy seems to be bigger than us. When the environment around us is crushing us, breaking us. Oh God, help us. Remind us. Show us, God, you may have us here for a purpose. That God, you can show your glory. Show that you're not just God on the mountain, God. God, you're the God in the valley as well. Father, I pray for every person in this room. I thank you, God, for the word of God. Thank you for the truth of it. I ask you, God, that you take it. Lord God, apply it in our heart, apply it in our life. God, help us to hide it in our heart. And God, when Satan comes messing around, and he will. May God we be reminded that God is not just the God of the mountain. He's a God in the valley. Oh, I thank you for that. But Lord, have your will in our hearts and our lives today. Thank you for the truth of God's word. Speak to us. Help us. God, we love you. We bless you. We believe you tonight. Lord, I pray with a man in the Bible. Lord, I believe help without my unbelief. God, when I can't see it, Lord God, may you remind me of it. I love you. We bless you in Jesus' name.